Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. You are listening here on Blog Talk Radio with me, Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida, and I want to welcome you to the show. It's going to be kind of a warm, humid day here in Orlando. It's about 80 already, I would say. It's pretty warm. Anyway, um, we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got the stellium in Capricorn just is breaking up at this point. The only planet still at 22 degrees is Pluto. So um, if you've been listening, you know that this was pretty significant last two days with uh, Mercury on Pluto and Saturn and then the sun on Pluto and Saturn. They actually were all at the exact same degree, just to different minutes. So in astrology, we have degrees and the degrees are divided by minutes. And so, you know, minutes are not regular Earth minutes. They are minutes by a division of the orbit for the planet. So a minute for uh, Pluto is going to be a real lot longer than a minute for Mercury. So um, anyway, the, the little secondary numbers past the degree on the chart are the minutes. And so today Pluto is at 22 degrees and 50 minutes, and they have 59 minutes or 59, and then it turns to the next minute, or the next degree, excuse me. Um, so it goes 22.01 through 22.59, and then it turns to 23. So Pluto at 22, Saturn is at 23 degrees of Capricorn and zero minutes, just turned to 23 degrees, and um, Sun is at 23 also, but 53 minutes, about to go to 54, excuse me, 24 degrees. And then Mercury is at 26 Capricorn and 29 minutes. Uh, So they're really breaking up. And this energy for Capricorn is uh, really going to be more pronounced even as Mercury heads out ahead of the sun, which he did on the 13th. So we are one day into Mercury being um, out of bounds which means he's running ahead of the sun. He is not answering to the sun. And that means words are going to be said and there will be no regard for consequences, honestly, um, as long as Mercury is out of bounds. And that is until he goes retrograde. And then when he retrogrades, he actually slows down and allows the sun to catch up to him. So, um, and I, I say this fairly periodically, but I want to reiterate today that I think it brings the tangibility of astrology down 
into our day-to-day lives and our understanding. When I tell you, if you look at the sun or don't look directly at the sun without protection, but know that where the sun is right now, there are three other planets in that vicinity with Jupiter not far off as well. Like all, all four planets, Pluto, Saturn, Sun, and Mercury, are basically on the sun right now. And Jupiter is a little bit off of the sun. So you're probably going to have a harder time recognizing Jupiter because he will be um, off to the side and in the light of the sun. So he's not going to be seen. But this is a tangible real world thing that we acknowledge and that we recognize as astrology. It is not um, just this concept of, oh, it's a zodiac sign. It's based on the material physical world. So um, I think that as an astrologer, a lot of times it's easy to forget about that, that this is actually up in the sky. But living in central Florida, I get to see all the rockets go up and I get to see the effect of NASA um, dealing with space. And it really does uh, trigger my love of astronomy as well. So anyway, hopefully um, as you listen, you'll also get a love of looking up in the sky and going, wow, look at that. Those planets are in this particular part of the sky. So uh, today we have Mars in Sagittarius. He is squaring the moon. He just got past an exact square. So the moon is at 15 degrees Virgo right now. And the Mars energy, Mars planet is at seven Sagittarius. Interestingly, I just saw a picture yesterday or the day before of the astronauts who are going to be going to Mars. And honestly, I'm very happy to say it's a good group of women and men. And so um, it's not just men and not just one woman. It's a pretty good mix of both. And, I mean, that's not going to be an easy trip. So anyway, um, Mars now in Sagittarius seeking out broader adventures, farther adventures. And interestingly, I just got chills, um, Venus just transited out of Aquarius. So Mercury, the planet that is kind of a lower vibration or a, a quicker vibration, meaning it transits quicker through its energy. It's like Uranian, which is the planet that rules Aquarius. It's, it's a similar energy or vibration to Aquarius, but not as broad scope, not as far reaching. It's much more concentrated and day to day. So we feel it with, it's electrical. So we feel it with the light switch blowing out a light bulb when you turn it on or your electronics not working properly, um, things like that. And so it's, it just got it. Well, excuse me. I'm I'm going so fast. I apologize. Venus was just in Aquarius for about a month. She moved into Pisces yesterday, and um, Mercury is about to go into Aquarius, and he goes in, I was just looking at it before the show, on the 16th, which is Thursday at 1.30 p.m., 10.30 a.m. Pacific. My times are Eastern when I tell you the first number, it's always Eastern. So Mercury at the end degrees of Capricorn means not only is he out of bounds doing his own thing, but He's wrapping up a story around elderly or uh, contracts that are connected to the elderly. And it's interesting because my sister's been here, um, I think she got here Thursday of last week, and she'll be here until Thursday of this week. But she came to help deal with my aunt and uncle's uh, basic situation. My uncle has Alzheimer's, and um, my aunt wants to look at other things, you know, for 
basically the eighth house and also mercury, which is contracts and wills and legalities, things like that. My father is also finishing up some technical stuff on his will. So that's the kind of energy that Mercury and Capricorn can bring. It has to do with contracts around the elderly. Um, it can be my aunt is looking for a place to potentially put my uncle when he's not capable of staying with her, which we've decided he is going to be there longer. Um, it just is the best situation for now. And so there's that cognizance, that awareness that things are ending, things are moving towards a diminishing energy and breaking down in structure. And it's really a wrapping up of a lot of that, the structure, the system, the authority. When Mercury goes into Aquarius, he will be in an energy that is much more comfortable for him. And again, like I said, he's like a smaller vibration of the Aquarian energy. So he will accent Aquarius with contracts and thought processes, but he will also be extremely energized by that Aquarius energy and it will light him up. You will, I will tell you right now, Mercury in Aquarius is going to be technological. It's going to blow out systems of electricity. So that means you might have light bulbs going out. You might have appliances not working. Anything technological stands to be quirky and unreliable Mercury goes into Aquarius because he has such an enormous energy brought in by the Aquarius part of the sky. It can overpower his capacity to express it. So in our minds, that can also mean that we are, we have so many thoughts that we can't keep track of them. And it can also mean for those of you who are susceptible to anxiety, that our anxiety increases for this next month because Electricity is the means that Mercury ruled people, Gemini, Virgo, and Aquarius people are able to process of unseen energy. So I say it like that because I'm very intuitive about things. I'm even honestly starting to read minds a little bit um, in a number of situations. I say things that at, at the exact same time another person does or I, I precede it just before they're about to say it. So that kind of energy is coming in. You're able to really get on the wavelength, so to speak, of other people and be much more cognizant of it. So Venus was just there. So in her energy field, she is not like Mercury, which is thought, thinking, communications, transportation, education. She is about desire and beauty and um, love So and money, value. What is a value? So she was in that Aquarian energy saying, you know, I am not going to be bogged down by the financial side of things. I am letting it go. I need to change up systems. I need to look in a broader place and really understand where I want to be. It's a desire for entrepreneurship. It's a desire for autonomy. And now she's in Pisces as of yesterday, which means she goes from air energy down to earth. Interestingly, yesterday, was a very beautiful blue clear Aquarian type day. Today I woke up and it's very foggy, steamy kind of energy. The temperature changed. Um, the heat from the earth created that condensation and steam uh, in the air. So we do go down into a more watery energy. And so Venus is now feeling everything as opposed to thinking about everything. And 
So she's not as clear mentally uh, about desires. She is much more feeling about her desires. And we bring that into our lives in the sense of um, our emotions making us feel a little bit sleepier, a little bit Piscean. We want to go back to old sentimental issues. We're going back in the past. Interestingly, also, my sister, represented by Venus, is a genealogist, which is another something that I'm very interested in. I have Pisces energy in the first with Neptune in my first house. And so that really accents the idea of doing genealogy and finding out about your ancestors. And so uh, Venus in Pisces is much more sensitive. She can cry quicker. She wants to get away from people because her energy is so wrapped up in people. Like when she's around others, she basically is the chameleon of the zodiac. And we feel it in our Pisces house that when other people are upset with us or sensitive, we take it on. We can be more sensitive too. We can cry easier. And so look for that kind of energy coming in for, for this month. Also, interestingly, Venus in Pisces is desire around women in the film industry. We just had Monday. Uh, today's only Tuesday. So yesterday morning, the Oscars were announced. Amazingly enough, so Venus was in the last degree of Aquarius, which is a masculine sign and a power energy. There were very few women nominated. Venus today is in Pisces. And honestly, I want to tell you, my first thought yesterday is women need to boycott the Oscars. It's just not acceptable. Even the movie Little Women is so well acclaimed this year. And the director was a woman, not even a nod. So I am not, I would not be surprised if this escalates into a boycott by women of the Oscars watching it or even going to it potentially. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on that, especially because Venus is approaching Neptune, which means there is a collective energy of understanding, a collective move to do something. And um, Venus will be approaching a sextile to the south node, which is the collective and also um, a trine to the north node in Cancer. So it's a really strong energy right now about shift and change in the world. Jupiter just got past the south node. He is at nine today, south node at eight Capricorn, and north node at eight Cancer. So those are the points of fate, and also they're called the names of fate. But they are also um, separate areas right now, the south node, not right now, but always. The south node represents past lives and energy coming in from what we're familiar with. The North Node is how we can transmute the past and bring in fortune for the future. So um, anyway, we've got, like I said, Neptune at 16 Pisces, and that makes her exactly opposite to the moon in Virgo. And moon is at 15 Virgo. And so there is um, the thing that came to mind tonight. I was debating even saying it, but I think I'm going to because it kind of represents what we've been through this week with what's been going on. I mean, we had um, the Iranian plane shot down in Iran. We had um, Soleimani assassinated. And um, locally, it was interesting because if you follow me on Instagram, I posted an Instagram story on Angelic Zodiac 1. And I was in Celebration, Florida, which is a a small town. It's like a Main Street USA type of town that was created by the Disney company um, 
probably 20, 25 years ago. And it was ultimately bought out by the citizens of the town. And so Disney is not really involved in that city except to create the systems of um, how houses are, what their requirements are for the HOA, that kind of thing. But anyway, um, I'm just giving you a little background on Celebration. I decided to go to Celebration yesterday. I needed to get away from the side of town. It's on the other side of town. And it's a wonderful little town, very, you know, 1950s Main Street USA kind of town. And I just wanted to sit and look out at the pond and everything. And I found it interesting because as I was sitting at the pond, um, which is right in the middle of the of the town and has benches all around it. There are a lot of tourists and just city people there. Um, I noticed that it didn't smell very good and the wind was blowing and I'm like, well, where is that coming from? Because it's it has, doesn't have anything that's hovering around it that you would think didn't smell good. So um, actually I took it as one of my intuitions given what I found out later. So I was driving to another place in town and a friend who is out by Disney called me and said that she was in celebration. And it turns out that there was a missing family in Connecticut who was vacationing down here. And it turns out that it is likely, I mean, they have really kept this quiet because it happened yesterday morning that the father murdered the wife and three kids in town and it, it just struck me that the smell I was getting with no source was kind of like a spiritual connection saying, you know, something's not right here. And I didn't know anything about this until I left, but they have not got it in very many places right now on the news. And it kind of is surprising because it's, you know, a whole family, which makes it like a national news, you know, they love that kind of thing. But, um, it's a very sad story and my heart goes out to the family that it happened to, but the father is in custody. They had a police, uh, I don't know if it was a shootout, but it, definitely they had their guns drawn to get him out of the house. <clears throat> Excuse me. It happened at nine thirty yesterday morning. You can Google it to say a uh, Connecticut family and uh, celebration Florida. It's all there. You'll find something on it. But uh, anyway, that kind of thing is exemplary of this south node in capricorn father north node in cancer which is the mother and the stellium in capricorn it is something happening something that involves a significant event around authority figures opposed as opposed to um mother versus father, authority versus nurturing and home and safe. And so something comes out of that. And anyway, um, it seems to have been a week that's like that. And they've been having also earthquakes in Puerto Rico, which is also the same Capricorn energy. So I guess I'm just trying to encourage you to look at your natural world right now, because that's really what's represented is the material world. And see where you can go, oh, there's an event, what would be represented astrologically by that event. So um, having Venus come up on Neptune can also mean the passing of someone who has a sentimental connection to the collective, because Pisces is very much about the collective. And so um, our psyche is triggered. 
let's see. What else was I going to talk about? Oh, and I have – I'm going to look here. I've got a lot, actually, to talk about, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it because what I want to talk about is on my phone. I'm using my phone right now because I've been having technical issues. Not surprising. Um, okay, so Mercury, I told you about Friday – there's going to be a bit more uh, aggression and wounded feelings on Friday. I'm just going to give you a heads up for that because moon is in conjunct Chiron. Um, there's an opposition between the moon and Scorpio and Uranus and Taurus, which can be um, uncomfortable, kind of sad energy, um, a little bit depressed, but it relates to the material world. And so that can mean that something is not there for you anymore. Some material good is um, leaving. And that's the Uranus in Taurus. It means that there's a detachment from something in the material world. Um, Mercury in Aquarius sextiles Chiron, which is actually, um, there will be, it can be a connection to a a wounding through um, an agreement or a disagreement. Because Aries Chiron is very aggressively, actively hurting or wounding. And um, let's just move past that. Oh, well, I'd like to move past it. Mercury squares Uranus on Saturday. That's going to be also a significant day for technology, for accidents, for money, um, the money markets and things. Obviously, Saturday, we don't really have a lot going on, but... Um, technologically there could be issues and I can tell you I personally have been having issues with this recently Um, your cards credit cards or debit cards the systems they're flagging people for security reasons and closing accounts I'd be really interested to hear if any of you have had that happen my father had it happen I had it happen a week after him and so I have a card I still have to um, go and you know, tell them turn my card back on because they closed it down for security reasons for no reason whatsoever. I only used it for like five or $6 purchases. So it wasn't even like, oh, you had a huge purchase. It was just a small purchase and they shut it down for security reasons. So I still got to challenge that. But that's the kind of energy this weekend where there could be some visa or um, charge card issues. And then uh, Sunday's a mixed bag with some emotional wounding and cooperation of deep desires with practical effort and so we're going to see with moon and sun in positive aspect uh, in the morning up until actually mid-afternoon that we're going to actually be able to make some effort and see some positive movement so I'm really happy about that and it's a good day for manifestation of your dreams Monday the sun moves into Aquarius it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day That happens at 9.55 a.m. And then the moon is in Sagittarius, which squares Neptune. And that event, it's in the evening, but, and also there's a moon conjunct Mars at 2.47 on Monday afternoon. So we're going to see a bit of activity with foreign affairs and foreign events. There may be some unexpected travel opportunities with the sun going into Aquarius. Again, Aquarius sun and um, the moon in Sagittarius are in positive aspect to each other. So um, the afternoon looks a little bit better than the morning on Monday. And then we'll talk about the next week next week in the podcast. But um, I'm going to talk to you real quick here. I'm going to turn my phone on speaker. Hopefully it won't be a horrible uh, echoey sound. But I've got a lot of notes here that I put for this week in 
what has come through. So I wanted to kind of tell you about that before I take a call. Um, So I'm just going to read a lot of what I have here. People interact by giving an idea like a baby. They hand it over to us and we coddle it and we mistakenly think it's our own, but we can give it back. And I say this because the Capricorn energy is kind of like that. Um, I definitely am lately exploring the idea of projection where we basically, there's a wonderful saying by Anis Nin, Anis Nin, and that is, we don't see things like they are. We see things as we are. And that's kind of the energy that I really want to express with um, what I've got written down. And so we have ideas and we think we, we take on other people's ideas when they behave a certain way and we react. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is instead of reacting, just act act on your own behalf, but don't necessarily react because reaction creates a karmic situation with someone and Capricorn is very karmic. So um, I put down an example here. Like if you're not living up to my expectations, you are clear cleaning, you're not cleaning enough or you don't do it the way I like. Um, You don't do what makes me happy. And that's in quotes. So in other words, like if one person saying, like, you're not doing what makes me happy, and they put their desire or their view of things on you, you think that you're not enough or worthless and that it's a transference or a projection. Healing happens when we start to recognize what is ours and what is theirs. You don't feel good. This is in quotes. You don't feel good, safe, okay, and you are not coping. It isn't me. I am just open and subscribe to your energy overlay, to your projection, and you can give this back to that person. You don't have to subscribe to their overlay of the energy. And I say this probably because I've had a lot of this this week with my sister in town. And between my sister and my mother, I'm definitely experiencing some strong energies with women, actually two other friends as well, um, that when you start acting on your own behalf, of course, people don't like it because you're not doing what they want. But um, for me personally, I know that I have gone along with a lot of behavior in my family of origin because it's it's difficult, it's stressful, it's hurtful um, to resist. And for many, many years, I just accepted the behavior. And now as I'm speaking up more, there's more friction and Whenever in the past I've spoken up, yes, there has been friction. So you can expect a little of that friction right now with your Capricorn energy affecting your chart. It's like I'm not going to be that person for you anymore. I don't feel right doing that. And case in point, thank you, universe, is um, Prince Harry and Meghan, Duchess Meghan. They hit a point where I'm pretty sure Harry decided he wasn't going to put his family through the press difficulties like his mother had and that contributed a great deal to their decision to move out of the country part-time I'm sure having family closer by living in Canada would make a difference but um, this is a very significant shift I mean really hasn't seen since I think it was Prince George or not Prince King George the sixth or fifth abdicated for uh, Queen Elizabeth's father to take the throne back in the 50s, or may have been even in the 40s. I'm not exactly sure. I think it was the early 50s, like 52. 
I know she ascended to the throne very quickly after her father took the throne. But um, anyway, yeah, having Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan go, or, you know, Duke and Duchess move to Canada is a very significant thing in the world stage because that just doesn't happen. They definitely close ranks and keep the people in the immediate family tight. But Harry is, I mean, he's a Virgo too. I'm a Virgo. He's a Virgo. Earth signs are definitely feeling this very strongly because the stellium in Capricorn is affecting them. So anyway, um, you're going to hear the British lady tell me the time is coming close, but I do have about 15 more minutes uh, recording time and I will take a reading at the end of this. So um, don't worry. I will get to the reading here online. Anyway, I've also got um, this. I wrote a, a little bit more. So medical, <laughs> thank you. Um, the medical energy, we give away our power in the medical world, the inherent innate power of person, our own personal health and discernment for our health. And we elevate doctors to a holy status in this country um, and believe that they know our bodies better than we know our bodies. We live in our bodies 24-7, 365 days a year. And if we tune in, it will tell us it's not, you know, like whatever is going on with our bodies, we are very capable of acknowledging and, and nuancing that something isn't right and take care of that. And maybe you need a doctor to take care of it. But we give away so much of our power over our own health. And I wanted to really address that too. And that it's sometimes, and this is another thing that kind of came through for me, that sometimes things that we think are a disease are not necessarily a disease, but an allergy. And so um, I actually have a personal health issue that I've been dealing with for about five years now that um, taking something that reduces my allergic reaction is actually helping. And so, um, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not a physician, but, you know, I'm a, a citizen with an opinion, and I think that's fair. Anyway, um, health is not from the outside in. We think that there's something wrong in our bodies, but our bodies were designed to handle germs and the assault of germs. They react to eliminate the harm. The reaction can be misconstrued as a symptom, but it is the reverse. The body hurts because it is assaulted daily. Chemicals uh, engineered to keep us addicted to certain things like sugar play on our immune system and we can get inflamed and call it arthritis. Instead of cutting out the inflammatories, we take pills for the pain. Um, I'm pretty adamant about this, but I was born in the Uranus-Pluto um, conjunct generation. And so I'll probably be talking more about it as we continue on with um, the Pluto really at a point that trines the energy of the mid-60s and really triggers the generation who has this in their chart. And I want to say Uranus and Taurus is definitely going to be alternative food sources, alternative methods of eating or ways of eating, which I think you can see the rise in veganism. That is definitely part of this energy right now. So, um, and the other thing I, I got is Capricorn is one-to-one -one energy. So literal energy, you can get back exactly what you give out. It is not imaginative. In other words, you don't throw out energy into the universe and get back something without physical material effort. 
in Capricorn. Pisces can't. So what I want to say, and this is kind of what I put down for us, is how you can get results by sign. And by that, I, I kind of mean where is your Mars? Because how we get results, even though it can be the other planets, but Mars generally is how we take action, and then we get results from our Mars. So a cause and effect drive. Aries gets it from taking action. It just wants to go, go, and do. And that's why Aries are very frustrated when they can't just take action. Taurus, it'll take you a long time. You have to dig in and be patient. The material work has to be done, and that's true for all the earth signs. Gemini, you talk about it, and words create your effect because Gemini rules writing. And so you can get things done through words. So I would say Ronan Farrell may have uh, some strong Gemini in his chart. He gets things done through uh, that and also his research, which is Scorpio. Cancer, you have to nurture things to grow. So you, you coddle to get something to move forward. Leo, uh, your game is contrast and drama to create manifestation. You draw attention to it. You are the marketing genius. Virgo, it's about learning and teaching. Manifestation starts as ideas which have to be practically produced. So it's about lists and orderliness for Virgo. Libra, your manifestation comes from imagination, also writing. So you got to write it down to manifest it. So, you know, for New Year's this year, Libra, you can definitely like write what you want, like write the story as if it already happened. Scorpio, great thing, great changes um, have to come. So it's a psychological shift that can create manifestation. And um, also research works for Scorpio. Luckiest sign of the zodiac is Sagittarius. And because Sagittarius actions are taken at the right place in the right time, that's how you're able to manifest with Mars and Sagittarius. You just kind of fall into the right place at the right time. Capricorn, you take, have to take tangible action to get tangible results, and you create systems, and then you see the results from those. That's why right now any other sign, especially the cardinal signs that oppose in square Capricorn, may feel frustrated because there are even energized, I suppose, some of them, um, because Capricorn wants us to take this tangible action and do the system, work the process. Um, and then Aquarius, inventions are your game. If you can dream it, you can do it. Fidgeting and futzing around and uh, a bit of dumb luck actually helps Aquarians to manifest. It's about networking. You know, uh, hold on, who you know gets you where you want to go. Pisces, Pisces, you are the creative visualizers of the Zodiac. They envision what they want, and then they naturally attract it through their day-to-day behaviors, um, live in the now, and see it as real. Also, you're really good at painting or drawing or visualization through artwork, and that's a really good way for you. So that being said, when Mars is in a sign, even if it's in a different sign from yours, that is how the energy flows. So if you are a Mars in a negative aspect, if your Mars is in a negative aspect to the current Mars in the sky, you will experience difficulty. Whether, uh, excuse me, weather is about, this is kind of moving on from that, weather is about to get wild with Mercury in Aquarius. The sun goes into Aquarius on Monday. 
detachment, and it is unpredictable. Um, that kind of gives you a little bit of understanding of what's coming. I'm going to take a caller really quick because I'm running out of time, but let's take 336. Hi, 336. Are you there? I am here, Shelly. How are you? This is Karen. I'm good. Who am I talking to? This is Karen. Karen, I thought so. I, I just always validate because I don't really memorize all the um, prefixes, <laughs> but you sounded like Karen. What can I do for you? It's that birthday time of year. <clears throat> yes. So just general stuff, please. <laughs> general stuff. Okay. Hang on because apparently my little system, <laughs> Mercury's diddling with me here. Um, okay. I have to scroll down Energy at the wheel to get tough. your chart. It has. Yeah, it's it's been super stressful, and if you're, I mean, it's the Earth energy, and it's restrictive. So we're all like being restricted wherever that Capricorn is in our chart. And for me, it's in communications, and also my house and my sister. So of course, I had a a little tiff with my sister while she was here, because you know, mm-hmm. sibling rivalry, I suppose. But really, just um, it's it's like that. It's not fun right now. And for some reason, my computer is not letting me go into your chart. It's staying on my calendar. Let me see if I can figure this out real quick and close out my calendar because it doesn't want to let me into my app. See, this is what happens when you talk about Mercury. <laughs> it gets revenge. It doesn't oh, like it. Oh, listen, I had, I had technical difficulties since last Friday. I just saw Did one of them, this mor- the last one this morning. Yeah, I mean, my... Even my uh-huh. phone went blank, froze up, wouldn't do anything. It's never, ever done that before. It's not full. It's not wow. because it's, you know, full and running mm-hmm. slow. Right. I it on the eclipse and the, and the mercury energy. I just didn't. Computer I'm actually, and, and I, you know, I actually have more than one, Karen, and I, I think you were one, but you might be the other one. I'm sorry. January 22nd? Yes. Okay, I've got you. Okay, good. I've got the right Karen. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've got that 12-degree Scorpio rising also, and that puts all the Capricorn mm-hmm. in your house of siblings and communication. So have you been having trouble with any female friends or female family members? You bet. <laughs> that makes me feel like it's better. <laughs> it's like, yay, yep. I'm not the only one. Yeah, so um, yep. you've got Mars yeah, Scorpio too. Mm-hmm. And I think the rest of the year is going to going to be probably the yeah. same because I think this is going to be my mom's last year. Um, I'm oh, just I'm sorry feeling to hear like that. it is. Oh, it's okay. She's yeah. Mine. Well, Vesta, Vesta moved into your seventh house, which could, you know, Vesta, it is a shift around the family. And I know, I mean, I'm just seeing more and more, even though the seventh house is like marriage and partnership. The seventh house is triggered with parents and the eighth house. So, you know, that's still family members. And having Vesta, that represents a woman as well. And um, it, it can be difficult. Vesta, the seventh, I mean, wherever Vesta falls, it just likes to stir up stuff. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and it's, it's going to go into my – actually, it is in my seventh house right now, which probably accounts for a lot, honestly. Yeah, Vesta and Taurus. And um, let me see, what else can we tell you? Oh, yeah, Venus and Pisces, too. Venus um, coming up on Neptune in about two weeks. 
and that's at the end degrees of your house, a home, and family. So there's some sentimentality going on, um, deep emotionalism. I mean, this is that energy is like immersed, like you know, because you're a Scorpio rising anyway. You know, you really get the sentimentality thing. I mean, I think people see Scorpio influenced people as you know cutting and harsh, but really they're very very sensitive, and when they uh, lash yeah. out, they lash out because they're hurt. And I think yeah. that's probably true with cancer as well. I mean, definitely both my sister and oh, myself. And my I see both sides cancer. of it. Oh, sister's, there you go. And my sister's cancer, yeah, July 22nd. Exactly yeah, six and a half sure. years younger than me yeah. to the day. Wow. Yeah, that's a really late degree cancer too. She's like right near Leo, which also means the ego and mm-hmm. like the connection. <clears throat> she wants the connection and the ego can really get wounded and like feelings and ego. And so, yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> Scorpio definitely squaring the Leo energy. Um, yeah, see, I, I'm a Virgo. My sister's a Gemini. So it's kind of the battle of words and ideas, you know. And that's yeah. kind of where I came from. But, and that's also the third house. So, sisters. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you anything else? I mean, that's really where it hits you. Same as me. And you've got Chiron and Capricorn in that house. So, that's a deep wounding for you. At 22, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, you poor thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and Vesta right now appears to be. I pulled up Astro Deep while you were talking, and yeah, Vesta uh-huh. appears to be transiting my seventh house right now. Just entering. Yeah, <laughs> it's at like yeah, twelve um, degrees. Yeah, twelve degrees exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, joy. That means yeah. There's yeah. There's going to be stress, and um, to me, I see Vesta as kind of like the worst of a Virgo type of person, <laughs> like really critical and really mm-hmm. righteous. Um, the righteousness, not so much Virgo, but definitely there is a, a sense of like, you know, I'm in charge and I know what's going on and you, you'll do as I say kind of thing. So, yeah, but it, it is partnership house. So there may be someone else also that, and see, I don't look forward to that part of it. I mean, I have had a few little things go on with the women that I'm partnering with in business, but um, yeah, I, I'm. I really don't, I know Vesta and I know her influences, but I don't really follow that orbit. So I think she's like a month and a half through each sign. You know, I don't know. Have you got any information on her there? Um, No, but I just intuitively think you're about right. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, Or even up to two. Actually, it's looking like two because she went in, she goes into Gemini March 22nd. And she's in Gemini until the beginning of June, the the fourth of mm, June. Yeah, so, um, yeah, April and May she'll be there. So about two months she's in a sign, and she definitely makes herself known in that sign. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna make herself known. I think I would benefit. I think I benefit from some counseling. So I've reached out. I agree. appointment for some next week you know I mean it's just there's just too much too much going on yeah it so. is and you know I've, I've talked about a little bit of my personal stuff which I haven't done for many years I mean I've had this podcast 10 years and I really have kept most of my personal stuff out of it but um 
Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because, you know, you want someone to talk to. And honestly, with the Capricorn in the third house, that's what we need to do. We need to have uh, an ear to listen to. Karen, I'm going to have to let you go. I've got less than a minute before I go ahead. get kicked off. <laughs> anyway, you, it was so good talking it. to you. And Happy New Year. You yeah, too. my pleasure. It's always, always good. Okay, take care. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. And that's the podcast for this week. Please do come and listen next week. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Hi, this is Shelley. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to shellyoverton.com.